0: So we gather here today, and we've mentioned that today is Celebration Sunday, and we just sang songs with uh, phrases like, you are good, you're never going to let us down, you're strong, mighty, and worthy. And this week, as we were preparing for service, and today in first service, and then also in this service, um, definitely have wrestled with attention. And maybe you too have had that tension as you saying you are good and you're never going to let us down and all these other words. As you think of maybe personal situations in your life that you're facing right now, or as we know, it's Memorial Day weekend, and so maybe you're thinking of family or friends who have lost their life in the line of service. Or you simply watch the news and you have watched what has happened in Uvalde, Texas, in Buffalo, or in Southern California at the Taiwanese church, or the Southern Baptist Convention sexual abuse cover-up, or the war in Ukraine. uh, And the list goes on and on and on. And here we sing, you are good and you're never going to let us down. And and we wrestle with this tension. And for as much as I'd love for us to sit up here and work through the theological side of, of all of this, Uh, We don't have the time for that today, but we do want to acknowledge it. Um, Acknowledge that tension that maybe you're wrestling with today as we um, come into this weekend. And it causes us um, to pray. I think that's a a good catalyst for us to pray and to be honest before the Lord as we look at this. And Scripture addresses this tension uh, because this is not a new reality by any means. The psalmist in Psalm 27, David, he said this, He said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Although it doesn't always feel like that, it'll be those enemies that'll stumble and fall. And though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this only do I seek. In the midst of all the tension and the hardship that David's writing about, he says this, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. So as David faced these situations where he had that tension of the realities happening around him and to him, and then this reality of praise, too, He knew that God was his confidence, his strength, his light, his life, and David asked for God's presence. And so that's what we do here today, is we seek God's presence.
1: I'm guessing probably not many of you read the book of Nahum this week, but there's a verse in there that we wanted to highlight this morning. This is from Nahum chapter 1, verse 7. It says, the Lord is good. We just sang that, you are good. The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in him. Now, a refuge is, it's a safe place, a stronghold. It's, uh, it, it's where you go for protection. I think about my baby daughter in here right now this morning, and she's not running up into my arms yet. She will soon, but she still knows that it's safe in my arms and that I will protect her, that it's home, that it's a refuge for her. God is that refuge for us. That, that safety place, that stronghold where we can turn to, we can run to. We sang this song this morning, Build Your Kingdom Here. And if you've been around during the course of this, uh, this series that we've been doing, we've sung it a few times. Maybe you remember the banjo. It's, uh, it's a fun song. But what is it really all about? I want to uh, reshare some of these lyrics here with you. This is what the song has, has said that we sang this morning. It says, Build your kingdom here. God, build your kingdom here. This is like straight from Jesus' prayer, the Lord's prayer. Let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand. Heal our streets and land. We are in need of healing today. Set your church on fire and win this nation back. Change the atmosphere. It starts here. It starts within the change that God has brought about in us. And we want to change the atmosphere around us because of what God has done. Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray. My prayer for us today, for this church, is that in the midst of this tension of, yes, God is good. God is a refuge. But also such difficult trials and things that we face as a world. That we would hold on to the truth that God is good. That that would be what we set our foundation upon, his goodness, his mercy, his love, that we run to him as that refuge, that strength. And so as we spend some time praying together today, I don't know how you're feeling. Maybe you're feeling some of that tension that Chris expressed. Maybe you haven't thought anything about some of these different things happening in the world around us. But I would just encourage you to lean into that tension and know that we have a God who comforts us when we are mourning, a Jesus who mourns with us when we're mourning. And, uh, and so let's just, let's lean into that today. Let's turn to the God who is our refuge and strength in prayer. So bow your heads with me. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. Lord, we sing that today, that you are good. That's just an, an attribute. It's a part of who you are. There's no changing the fact that you are good, that you are sovereign, that you are in control, that you are merciful, that you are gracious, that you are loving Father, that is who you are. You are the refuge that we turn to in times of trouble. Lord, and even in times not of trouble, we turn to you. Lord, you care for those who trust in you. We trust in you, Father. Lord, thank you for the care that you've shown us, for the comfort that you give us. Lord, thank you that you are a safe place, that you protect us. And Lord, I pray that in the midst of today uh, a day of celebration, Lord, that we would live out that joy of that celebration, knowing that you have done many amazing things in and through this church, Lord, and that you are doing and are going to continue to do many amazing things in and through this church family. Lord, we are so excited for all of the people who are going to be intentionally invested in, Lord, that people are going to have the opportunity to come to know you like never before. Lord, build your kingdom here. We want your kingdom to come, your will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Change the atmosphere, Lord. We want to be all about you, all about who you are. Lord, we think of so many difficult things happening in our world as we look at Memorial Day and the lives of so many who have been lost fighting for our country. Lord, thank you for the life that you laid down for us, your death and your resurrection and what that brings us, that freedom in the new life that brings us. And so, Lord, we thank you for those who have given their lives for our freedoms here in this country. Lord, I pray that you would comfort and be with those families who are mourning their loss this weekend. Lord, in, in the losses of so many others' innocent lives, and Lord, we know that you, you love us, that you care for us, Lord, you are that refuge. I pray that people would, would turn to you in the midst of that. Lord, be with us as we continue to celebrate today, as we continue to sing of your goodness, knowing that that's who you are. God, you're so good. We give you praise this day. In your powerful, amazing, precious, loving, good name we pray, amen.
0: I'll invite you to join me in the book of Nehemiah. It'll also be on the screen if you want to follow along there, Uh, but give you a head start into Nehemiah chapter 1. Five weeks ago, I began the series, we began our campaign with these words, Uh, Nehemiah chapter one, verse one, the words of Nehemiah, son of Hakei, in the month of Kislev in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. And so we'd look back and noted how Jerusalem had been destroyed and some people had returned, and so Nehemiah, with the span of time and uh, the rebuilding of the temple and the worship that had begun there, he expected good news, and he did not get good news. Verse three, it says, they said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. And I ask you the question, how would you respond to bad news? And maybe the more pertinent question is, how do you respond to bad news? We can so easily become numb when we hear of another news story, another loss of life, another tragedy, whatever it is, and we can have this compassion fatigue where we're like, yep, figures, where we just become numb. Or maybe what it does is it just eats at you, you, you weep and you mourn and this loss and Probably the reality is, is you're somewhere in between of this back and forth of how you respond to bad news, the heartbreaking news. For Nehemiah, in verse four, it says, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept for some days, and when, as we looked at this, it was actually three to four months that he wept. And he says, I mourned and I fasted and I prayed before the God of heaven. And in that time, I'm sure Nehemiah looked at the reality, the hardships of the time, and he asked questions like, what am I supposed to do? God, what do you want me to do? Where are you working, God? How can I be part of the answer? And we too, in our time, whether it's individually or together as a church, we need to ask these questions, and we ask these questions of, how can we be a part? How can we be part of what, God, you're doing We don't want to run ahead. We don't want to go off on some side route. We want to be with you. What are you doing, God? And over the last year plus, even going back as far as 10 years as we've been talking about all of this, uh, the board and others and staff have have wrestled with these, these questions. And last fall, we did the same thing again. What roadblocks are before us of what you want to do, God? What is that burden that's on God's heart and what is that burden on ours? And we returned again to what we're about, about developing people, about serving people, about reaching people, because we want Jesus, people to know who Jesus is, to recognize the transformation that many of us in this space have had and how we walk in this way. And Nehemiah was placed in a specific time, in a specific place for a purpose that God had, and this is true of you too. In the different places that you go throughout your week, the different places that you've been called work, school, friendship groups, teams, whatever it may be, God has you in these places for a reason. And the same thing here with the church. And Nehemiah, as he had this burden and as he cast vision, he brought people together. And they prayed. And they defended. And they faced opposition. And they struggled. And they battled lies and fear. And they overcame together. They continue to work together. And it's been a, as Ali mentioned earlier, six plus months that we've been working and you have seen the last six weeks of Forward, the initiative, and there's been a lot of people working behind the scenes. And so I want to pause for a moment like Nehemiah did in in the book, and he named all sorts of people in Nehemiah. And so I want to pause just for a moment for us to recognize individuals that um, have helped us come to this point here today that we celebrate um, ultimately all glory goes to God uh, that is it and, uh, but we want to recognize and so like I mentioned is last year the board started praying about this the deacons and so they helped um, prayed and asked who this team should be and worked hard on this and they've all along the way been a guiding uh, direction for uh, through prayer and through conversation and a lot of hard work that they've gone in And so I'm going to invite our deacons that are here represented in the service to stand and to continue to stand so if there's any deacons that are here don't be shy we're going to pop right up so if any, are there not any deacons in this, there we go. We got one, two, there we go. All right, there's at least two of them here, thank you. Um, so thank you for your work. There was a core team that Allie named earlier, and I'm gonna ask everyone to continue to stand if you're able, um, is that the core team that worked on the campaign. And so if you are on the core team, whether it's communications, or worship, or finance, or engagement, or vision, or whatever it may be, I wanna invite you to stand as well. So that team there, yep, more popping up, excellent. And then beyond this team, this team gathered others who served, who contributed to uh, what we did. So if you, in these last six weeks, plus even going back in the planning, if you led worship during this, if you planned worship, if you worked on financial plans, if you helped with the compassion gift, if you planned or served or hosted at any events or dinners or gatherings, or you're going to help at the block party coming up this Saturday, if you wrote devotionals, if you planned and or served at the prayer night, in worship night, if you filmed uh, videos, if you conducted interviews, if you were interviewed, if you wrote or edited letters, if you stuffed envelopes, if you developed prayer plans, if you did anything formal or informal, would you please stand? If you're not standing already. All right, awesome. Thank you, there we go, yeah. So let's give a round of applause, giving God glory for this. Thank you all, we appreciate that. And we are so grateful for the, the really the big effort that has gone into uh, this season. And as I said, all glory goes to God. Now Nehemiah, he prayed many different times throughout uh, his process. And we as well have prayed and prayed and prayed and continue to pray. One of the prayers that he prayed is found in chapter six, verse nine. And this is a prayer that we can all take with us today, no matter where we're going next or what is ahead of us. Nehemiah prayed these words. He said, now strengthen my hands. Hands, let's look at our hands, okay? We got our hands, look at your hands. These hands have done many things. Some of them, those things, you're not very proud of. But what I'm talking about here is what God has done with these hands for his glory and for his name and how you've blessed other people, how you've loved other people, how you have given to other people, how you use these to encourage one another. I think these these prayer that Nehemiah prayed is a prayer that we can take forward, now strengthen my hands. Whether it's raising a child, whether it is working wherever you work, whether it is helping someone in whatever way it is, now strengthen my hands. And Nehemiah prayed this and this is a powerful prayer that he prayed and as they built and as they worked together they accomplished what they set out to do in the book of Nehemiah if we were to jump ahead to chapter 12 i love what happens here in verse 43 it says on that day they offered great sacrifices rejoicing because god had given them great what joy great joy And the sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard from far away. So it wasn't like the polite like golf clap. Good job. Great job. This was joy. This was rejoicing. This was deep. They had given. They had served. They had shared. They had loved one another. They had impacted. And they had this great joy because the wall there had lay in ruin for about 140 years. For 140 years people had looked at this wall and they like man that's not good. And seeing the destruction what was there. And so Nehemiah calls the individuals together and they rebuild in 52 days. 52 days. See so when God calls people together on mission, him strengthening hands, great things are accomplished. Great times of rejoicing are had. There's a burden where Nehemiah started and came to this point of rejoicing. And so today we rejoice. We celebrate what God has done and what God is yet to do still ahead of us. Now I want to pause here and I want to share a few numbers with you. And these numbers are important because these numbers represent people. Statistics are statistics. But these numbers represent People. And why we have gone through this process, why we have walked through this time is for people and about people. That's why we celebrate today. It's not about brick and mortar, it's about people. And so a few numbers that we have um, here on the screen is this first one, is throughout COVID, COVID has uh, had a, a tremendous impact upon the church at large. Most recent stats I could find is that on average, That the average American church is at about 70 to 80% of attendance from what it was pre COVID. This has been pretty consistent throughout the last uh, year or so, the 70 to 80%. And I share all these numbers again because it's about people and it's about God's glory, not about a pat on the back. Um, But we, over the last probably two, almost three months, have been right at that 100% number of where we were at pre COVID. And so God is doing a work. He's invited many in, and, and I just love those that have returned, and those who are new, who are plugging in, finding a, a place of hope and growth and maturity. And so we can give yeah give God praise for that. And so for those that consistently attend, that are are would call this church home, there are well over five hundred of us that call the church home. And so there's a, a wide impact. And really, you think of that is that if every person has uh, even just a small amount of impact on another individual throughout the week, even if it's just three other people, there's a great impact that goes beyond the church, but that number is something we give God praise for. The next number is um, our youth. God's doing a great work in the youth as they just eat pizza, that's all they do, right? (laughs) Oh wait, no, they don't just eat pizza, there's other things that are going on too. So Nick does a great job in his team, they're amazing. Uh, And so that first number represents our senior high is that's the average number of senior hires who come, 28, uh, since the beginning of the year, and it's increased. And uh, they've had the high of 40 on a night, and I think the next goal is 50, or 45? All right, 45, there we go, Um, building up there. And the next number is our middle school students. We've averaged about 20 middle school students uh, since the beginning of the year. And then as Carl mentioned earlier, the world record is up there at 35. Uh, So it is there, uh, so we celebrate what God has done there. And 63 is the number of children, fifth grade and under, that we have had on Sunday mornings, again, since the beginning of the year. Um, And so appreciative of the team that's there. Uh, They're wonderful. 50% is the number of adults that are in a community group. And so we hope to increase that this fall uh, as we continue to um, offer uh, community groups, our small groups, and then the last two numbers, you've heard these numbers, you've read these numbers. 19 is the number of baptisms that we've had uh, since the beginning of this year. And then 21, which uh, I believe there's 21 bulbs up there. Um, definitely no tw- at least 21 salvations and rededications uh, since the beginning of the year. So God is on the move. We give God glory for that. So again, it's about people. And uh, numbers are just numbers, but it's about people, and I love the stories that we heard last week in both services, they were so encouraging, Uh, and uh, it's about developing people as followers of Jesus, it's about serving people as followers of Jesus, and it's about reaching people as followers of Jesus, which leads us to one of our two uh, numbers that we want to reveal this morning. Uh, We had two focal elements with our campaign, Uh, one being the ones and then the other being the financial element. And as a reminder, you've heard me say this a million times, and you're going to hear me say it a million more times, is a one is someone who's not actively walking with Jesus, Um, someone that we want to help grow as a follower of Jesus, as a disciple, Um, not as a project, but because we sincerely love them and because we've experienced what it means to follow Jesus. And so this person um, is local. The context is the the heartbeat there. This person is one who is, um, we rearrange our life to spend time. We're intentional. We pray uh, for them. And um, so, the last, let's see, let's frame this here. Last fall, we did a series called Who's Your One. And after months and months of pushing and uh, encouraging, I should say, uh, we maybe have 60 cards on the wall out there. And that was after a series and so much more. And so, we asked you to identify, um, once again, to identify ones uh, in your life. And so, what I'm going to do is around you, there are index cards. I want you to grab the index cards, grab as many as you see, don't leave any in the seats, you may need to pass them around, you may have more than one in your hand. So anywhere there's index cards, they need to be in someone's hands, they're just blank, white index cards. Uh, Bethany, would you show, the just white, simple um, cards. So everyone, make sure they're off all the seats, please. How are we doing? Okay, I'm gonna invite everyone who has an index card in their hand to hold up one, all right, one. Okay, look around the room. Okay, so these cards represent the number of ones that our church has identified. Okay, this, is, this would be awesome if this was the number of ones, right? It's not. If you have a second card, would you also hold up that second index card? Keep them up so people can see. Keep them up in the air. So every single card is representing a one. Does anyone have three or four or five? If you have however many cards you have, hold them up. Um, and, uh, and look around the room. So everyone have their cards up? This represents the number of ones that our church has identified, that we're intentionally praying for and investing in. All right, someone get a quick count. Do we have a count? How many? All right, you can put those down. Tell you what, let's take a look at this. We'll reveal the number of ones. That is outstanding. And uh, the reality is, is I'm sure there's people out here saying, well, I have a one too. Well, let us know. We'll continue to add uh, to this. Uh, We would love to know that. So the next reveal is our financial reveal. So we give God praise. We rejoice at what God is going to do and what he's already done uh, with both the ones and the financial element. Um, If you have a block near you, do you have a block near you? I'm going to ask you to grab a block, pass a block to someone else. Everyone, uh, every block should be in someone's hand, please. So if you, if you have more than one block, why don't you pass it off to someone that doesn't have a block? No, blo- no block no hoarding here this morning. I'm going to share the blocks there. So in 1 Corinthians, we shared this passage a couple weeks ago. Uh, Paul wrote these words, said, By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder, and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care. So every one of us should build with care. For no one can lay any other foundation than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. And so Jesus Christ laid the foundation long ago, long before any of these churches were around, long before any of this, is that Jesus is the foundation, and this church was founded on Jesus, and Jesus has been the center, And that is my prayer and heart moving forward that Jesus would continue to be that foundation, that central point there. And so we build today. And uh, if you have a block, can you hold it up? All right, hold it up. Okay, every single one of these blocks represents $10,000 of commitment, okay? Every single one of these represent $10,000 of commitment here. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna invite you, if you have a block, Rob's gonna come forward, um, we're going to worship God through this, and we're going to build together. So Rob's going to be up front here, and if you have a block, or you can hand it off to someone if you don't want to come forward, um, you're going to come forward, and you're going to hand Rob the block, and we're going to build here, okay? And, uh, and so we're going to build a structure here, and we're going to worship while we do it. Uh, so uh, worship along, and come as you're ready, and uh, then we'll come back together here in just a short while.
2: your joy and as we live
0: Rob a round of applause for uh, some building here. How about this? So Rob, did you, did you get a count? Wait, hold on. What was our, what was our goal? What were we working towards? 750000 was the goal, which is a huge number. And so 10000 piece, how many blocks? Seventy there. So that's $700,000. Let's give God praise. Absolutely. This is awesome. So we give God praise for that. So that's, that's an amazing goal, right? Wait, what? Wait, come in here, come up here, guys. You found more. Were they were they at the kids? Come on in. Come on up here. Okay, so we had 70 there. So let's let's put them on here and let's count them out. Ready? So 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, 76. So that's a good number. Let's let's take a look at the video, right? See what our final number is. None. How about that? Awesome job, guys. Good work. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. So we give God praise for this. As we watched the numbers just roll in this week, and then the number came yesterday. I got a text and I'm like, that is awesome. I love that God put us over just right at the end there. And I thought of this verse right away is this, from Ephesians 3. Last week, I shared this verse. Now to him who is able to do what? Immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. 219 ones, $760,900 committed for the glory of God and so that people will continue to be developing we'll serve one another, and we'll reach others for Jesus. This is why we do it. And so we give God praise. Let's give God a huge shout of praise. <laughs> Nehemiah, he went from burden to joy, and that we would be a people that walk in joy, that we'd be a people who continue to say, Lord, strengthen our hands. Because we still have more ahead of us. God is going to continue to work and continue to amaze us. I'm confident of that. Uh, Their uh, song that we're going to close out with here, um, some of the words uh, of it is, Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us as we pray. Unveil why we're made. Come set our hearts ablaze with hope. Like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come and invade us now. We are your church, and we need your power in us all. And so I'm going to invite Al Byam, who is our uh, vice chair on our board, and um, Al has been here essentially from the beginning, and I uh, just have the utmost respect for Al. Al's going to share a few comments, and then also pray over uh, the ones and also uh, the commitment. So i turn it over to you, Al.
3: As the board dwelt on what number we should ask God to bless. It was a struggle. And it came down to faith and trust. In the morning service, those of you that know me, I can get quite emotional. And I did, and I feel that welling up inside me right now. What a gracious God we serve. Amen. So I am overwhelmed and I said this morning in the first service, why should I be? Because we have an awesome God, capable of doing immeasurably, beyond what we as mere people can even imagine. So as we ask God's blessing this morning, I'm going to ask that you would stand with me. I want to be down here because I want to be a part of you. I don't want to be up there. So if you are inclined, stretch out your hand as we ask God's blessing on all that has been committed here this morning. So, Father, we are humbled. Father, you are impressing on me right now the the hymn that Elisha Hoffman wrote, What a Fellowship, What a Joy Divine, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. So, Father, we lean on you, we lean into you this morning. We thank you for what You have used this facility to do in the past what you're doing now, and, Father, what you will use new facilities to do for the future in building your kingdom. So, Father, we thank you for the family of God, for the FBC family that we enjoy being a part of. Father, there are others that don't have that joy of salvation, so we ask that what will be built will be built to honor you, to glorify you, not to be concerned with what recognition it would bring to Family Bible, but, Father, what glory it will bring to you. So, Father, this morning we thank you for each one, for each family that has made a commitment to give back to you what you've provided. So, Father, we ask your blessing this morning on the gift, on the giver. Father, thank you for all that you provide. We ask... Again, your blessing that as we move through the three-year commitment, that each one that has made a commitment, that each family that has committed, will be provided from your immeasurable provisions, that that commitment might be met, and that we might once again stand in a facility that we dedicate to you with all your glory and honor. Amen, hallelujah, amen. Amen.